0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember, to love God, love people and love life.
1: Um, listen, let's take a look real quick to see what today's message is. Watch this. Yo, what's up?
2: Baby, let's go.
0: Here's a new song.
1: So, today's song is There's More to the Music. All right, I need you to open your mouth and say this. Say, There's More to the Music seem like bitch if I ain't never heard that song cuz it's not a song some of y'all are googling it who is that i don't know that artist either that's old school <laughs> Uh, as we open up this series tonight, I, I want to teach you that there's so much more to the music. Let's lift our Bibles and make our confession of faith. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Mobile app. It's right there at the bottom of the screen. Let's say it together. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us today. Have your way in this experience today for those watching online and for the dream teamers that are in the building tonight father we say have your way in us and have your way through us thank you that we are in the land of the living which means we owe you praise the bible says let everything that has breath uh, uh, watch me if something has died it can't give you glory but since we've still got breath in our body we owe you glory and we owe you praise and we owe and we owe you worship So in the name of Jesus, before we get into this word, before we eat and dine at the table that spread, that's filled with the bread of life, we just want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for getting us through our storm. Thank you for getting us through our trial. Thank you for getting us through our tribulation thank you for never leaving us thank you for being faithful to us thank you for being consistent to us let everything that had breath we are still breathing so we owe you glory we owe you praise we owe you worship i need somebody that knows you owe him to just show him what you hey god we owe you we owe you. You've been faithful. You've been consistent. You've been good. You've been remarkable. You've carried us when we felt like we couldn't go on. you protected us when we didn't know we needed protection. You've been
2: better to us than we have been to ourselves. And we give you glory. And we give you
1: glory. In Jesus' name. I just need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, God, thank you that you kept me. But wait a minute, before I get into this word, is there anybody that you didn't think there were some moments you were going to make it through the first six months, but God proved himself to be consistent, proved himself to be faithful. You thought you were going to lose your mind, but he kept you. I just need you to take five seconds and go crazy without no music and let him know how grateful you come on if you're in this building or if you are online i just need you to go crazy because he's january looked like it was gonna get you february looked like it was gonna get you march april may june but baby you've made it to July, and god we give you
2: we give you the glory hey Hey. somebody holler he's kept me Holler again he's kept me let me behave let's go
1: we're opening our series some of you can remember the moments in the first six months of this year you thought about taking your life buddy some of you can remember the moments in the first six months you said God I can't deal with this pressure but he kept you can remember the moments you felt like giving up but he on three everybody holler he kept me one two three he kept me alright I just needed to get that out cause sometimes you need to remind yourself of just how far you've come in the old school church, they used to have a song that says, We've come this far by faith. Doing what? Doing what? Leaning. Doing what? Leaning on the Lord. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get into it. Come on, let's go. Y'all stop acting like y'all ain't been in this building for a hundred days, y'all. Some of y'all. <laughs> let's go let's go we're opening our series called summer playlist somebody say summer playlist so here's what we're doing we're taking secular songs each week to extract spiritual principles from them today i want to show you three things um that's more um that's more to music than the music somebody say there's more to the music there's more come on open your mouth and say say there's more to the music Here's the first thing. In case you've never seen me use movies or music or songs to teach from, I need you to hear me. There's nothing wrong with using secular songs to teach from the Bible. I don't see nothing wrong with using a secular song, huh? Um, Because the Bible says this in Colossians 120, it says, and through him, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to get past this first point, because this first point had me shouting. So listen, this first point was so good to me, I said, I think I'm done with the message right there. All right, but I want it to be a complete meal. All right, so let's go. Colossians 1.20. And through him, somebody say, through Jesus, he's reconciled to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. What does that mean? God says, I can use everything to teach you anything. I need you to see it. The point's right there on the screen. God can use your worst relationship to teach you the best about you. Mm. God can use your darkest moment to show you he was the light that you needed. I need you to hear me. God can use everything to teach us anything. And I need you to look back on your life, and I don't need you to think anything was wasted, even your screw-ups. God is going to use your screw-ups, your mess-ups, your mistakes, and he's going to use it to teach you something. Why? Because the Bible says that he is reconciled. Say reconciled. He, he says he's reconciled to himself all things. If you reconcile your checkbook, that means you make it balance out. What does it mean to balance out? The balance out means that it, makes, it, it adds up over here and it adds up over there. So when I look back over my life, everything balances out. When I look back over my life, it may have been painful, but it was purposeful. When I look back over my life, I may have felt like it was gonna kill me, but it's actually what made me live. Mm. It maybe looked like the thing that was going to cause me to shut down, but it's actually the thing that opened me up. It looked like it was going to be the thing that made me give up, but it's actually the thing that motivate me to press forward. I need you to say he's using everything. He's you. He's using your jealous family members. Come on, let's stop. He's using your jealous friends. He's using, watch me, he's using your good and your bad and your ugly, and he's making it balance out. God says, I'm reconciling all things, and I settled it 2,000 years ago, which means on the cross, Jesus already said, I don't care what he go through. I don't care what she go through. I am reconciling it on this cross. Which means 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid for you to be able to, be, uh, to prevail through it. 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid for you to prevail through it. Now, let's keep going in the verse. Verse 21. And he says, and you who were once alienated and hostile in mind. What does that mean? Alienated means, he says, you were far from God. You were like an alien. Were, uh, uh, to people who are in certain countries that... We're not supposed to be in those countries it means that they are sometimes referred to as illegal aliens so when the Bible says you were alienated from God God says you were far from me somebody said I was far from him and look not only that he says and you were hostile in mind somebody even say church to you you got an attitude somebody even mention God to you you got an attitude somebody even look at you and talk about spirituality listen somebody even say something to you about giving and now you wanted of the top giver Y'all ain't gonna. Somebody even say something to you about church and serving, and now you can't uh, watch me. You don't know how you live without serving. I, I need some of you to remember where He's brought you from. You were once an alien and you were hostile toward Him, but now you're hostile against anybody that's hostile towards God, hostile towards church, hostile towards giving, hostile towards worship. Somebody say, God reversed that thing, He. <laughs> look, let's go. He says, I'm doing good with this chair. I did it at the 11th I'm doing good with this chair. Look, he says, and you were once alienated. You were far from him and you were hostile toward him. Look what else he says you did. And you were doing evil deeds. The word evil in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it, it means contrary to. He says, you were doing things that were contrary to what you said you wanted. You wanted peace, but you did stuff that started hell. You wanted love, but you did stuff that started hate. You, you, you wanted acceptance, but you did things that got you rejected. He says, you were literally doing the opposite thing uh, of what it was that you really wanted. He says, this is who you were. But look at verse 22. and see. We, this is why I said we may not get past it. He says, but he has now. <laughs> Somebody say, it ain't like that no more. Why? He has reconciled us. Watch me. In his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you. That's you. That's me. That's you. Holy and blameless and above reproach for. Wait a minute. I was an alien? (laughs) Hostile. Doing evil stuff. But he reconciled me. And now I'm presented as something that's holy and blameless and above reproach. What's holy? I'm distinct. Listen, the reason some folk don't like you is because you're holy. What does that mean? It doesn't mean to be holy and walk in holiness doesn't mean that you're extinct. It means that you are distinct, which means I don't talk like y'all. I don't want to. I don't live like you. I don't want to. I ain't stressed like you. I don't want to. I ain't trifling like you. I don't want to be. I ain't sloppy like you. I ain't want to be. Yes, I put God first. Yes, I'm in church. What about coronavirus? God has protected me all this time. I owe him y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me Uh, listen, somebody shout I'm holy, I'm holy I am distinct, no you ain't like them city girls no you ain't like them video girls no you ain't like them dudes on Instagram no you ain't like everybody else and I don't want to be because I am holy, I am distinct when you see me, you see him when you see me, you see him and I'm not perfect, but I can thank God watch me, that I may not be where I want to be but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be Somebody say I'm holy I, uh, I ain't perfect but listen I don't cuss you out no more now y'all, y'all ain't gonna say me. to me I, 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 I'm not perfect but listen I ain't stressing about certain things anymore uh, listen I'm not perfect but I'm not getting worked up over stuff the way I used to get worked up I'm not perfect but watch me I've learned to cast my cares on him because he cares for me so look he says he says Listen, listen, y'all ready? But it's about to get better. Somebody says it's about to get better. He says, I'm presenting you as holy. So I, notice, he says, I'm presenting you. You see it on the screen? God says he's presenting you. Say he's presenting me. Now, why is that important to understand that he's presenting you? Because that means he determines how people view you. There are some people he doesn't want to like you because he's not interested in the connection. (laughs) y'all ain't gonna i'm gonna throw this mic why he determines how you're being presented put the verse up and leave it he's determining how you are being presented in other words god says there are certain people i don't want them to click with you ask me because they're poisonous there are certain people that, watch me, you thought the friendship would work, but it didn't work. And God says, listen, that's because I determined how they viewed you. And I didn't want them to view you in a favorable or good way because, watch me, they were poisoned and you didn't know that. And yes, y'all were friends. Uh-oh, better go to the Holy Ghost. Yes, y'all were friends since the 11th grade. I don't know who that's for. But God says, but I changed how I presented you to them because I need you to be distinct. And what you don't understand is she is living a life of destruction. Now, you can make a choice. You can be distinct or go down the path of destruction. And I need everybody to open up your mouth and type it on the screen and say, I choose distinct. So that's the reason some people call you bougie is because they live the life of destruction but you are living a life of distinction. That's why certain people say it don't take all of that. You wouldn't think it takes all of that because you live a life of destruction. I live a life of distinction. I'm holy. He presents you this way. (laughs) All right, you ready? Then he says, not only do I present you holy but I present you Blameless. That means that anything they throw at you never sticks. Yeah. Blameless doesn't mean perfect. Blameless means this. It means that whatever accusation is launched at you, it can't stick. And for some of you, you had false allegations launched against you. But let me tell you how you know that you're blameless. It's because it didn't stick. What do you mean it didn't stick? When they tried to find corroboration, couldn't get a corroborator. When they tried to talk about other people to you to spread the stuff about you, the other people shut it down when they thought they were going to spread it. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. God says, I'm presenting you blame this. So when people look at you, even though you have made some mistakes and had some failures, as far as they're concerned, your life has been perfect. What? And above reproach. Say above reproach. Now, now, this is how God chooses to present you. Now, now a reproach means this, the disapproval or disappointment, which means God says, when I present you, he says, you, watch me, you will, please hear me, you will not be, and this is the line I need for many of you to catch, I'll preach in a minute, you will not be a disappointment. Watch me, even to yourself. I came to get y'all tonight. God says, I reconciled you to me, and I'm presenting you holy, and I am presenting you blameless, and that you will not be a disappointment. Watch me. Even to you or to God. Open your mouth say, I am not a disappointment. We need to spend about 30 seconds going up right there because some of you, you get stuck in your past failures, and so you perpetuate of future disappointment i need us to spend 30 seconds to go right up there in the spirit lift your hands and say lord wash me of disappointment wash me wash me say wash it from my soul come on wash it from my mind my thoughts my will and my emotions i am not a disappointment to you god i am not a disappointment to myself i will not disappoint my leadership come on y'all I will not disappoint my pastor. I will not disappoint what I've been sent to do. I am your word. And you said you sent your word and your word will not return void. Open up your mouth, please, and say, I am not a disappointment. Let's go. Now, now look, 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 look. Verse 22 says he's reconciled. If you look on the screen, you'll see that that word reconcile, here's what it means. Because this series is called what? Summer Playlist. What are we talking about? Music. OJ's got a song that says, I love music. Any kind of music. Y'all don't know that. Okay. Look at what the definition of reconcile is. To restore or cause to coexist. Watch the line in harmony. Okay. You'll catch it. To restore. What is God restoring us to? Back to how we were. But Jeremiah chapter 1, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. God says, I'm taking you back to that version of you because what did we learn in our last series? God makes us. Life tries to break us and remake us, so God has to remake us. That remaking us is called reconciliation. You got me? So look at what he says. God says, I have reconciled you in his body of flesh by death. He presents you holy, blameless, and above reproach. It means to restore or cause to coexist in harmony. Now, let's look at the definition of music. Music, the definition, it's on the screen. It means this. Vocal and or instrumental sounds combined to produce form. Please say the next line with me. Harmony and the expression of emotion. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? God makes music even out of your mess. Y'all go catch it. See, when we say things like all things work together for the good of them that love them and are called according to his purpose, what God is really saying, I'm going to make a song out of it. I'm going to make harmony out of it. Watch me. Here's harmony. Give me a three-part harmony. Play it now. All right, y'all hear that? That's a three-part harmony. I need it real big and I need it real strong. Give me three parts. Let's go. Y'all hear that? That's three parts. Play the high note. Play the mid note. Play the low note. Somebody say three-part harmony. God says, give me the high note. I'm going to take when you were high. Those moments you look back and say, I need it stronger than that, please. Uh, Those moments where you felt amazing, those moments where you felt incredible, those moments where you felt great, those moments where you felt wonderful. But I'm also going to take those days where you were like, blah, give me the middle note. Mm. Give me the high and the middle together. God says, I'm going to make a song and I'm going to make music out of your mess and then even for your valley and your low moments give me just a low note God says those moments where life was rocking you and shaking you and shaking you and rocking you and made you feel like you were going to give up quit and throw in the towel God says I'm going to take your valley I'm going to take your middle and I'm going to take your high and I'm going to make a song out of that thing right there I need you to open your mouth and say God is making music out of my mess. He's making
2: music out of my mess say it again he's making music out of my mess
1: so 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 listen (laughs) he's making it harmonize (laughs) so all you heard was the high note (laughs) but God said that ain't your whole song you ain't got a song with just hide places. You ain't got a song with just stuff going good. God says, I need you to have some days where you just feel blah. He said, and I need you to have some days where you feel low. He said, and I'm going to take all of that and I'm going to make a song out of that thing. Somebody said, he's making a music out of my mess. Jesus Christ. Say it again. Say, he's making music out of my mess. So, so, so the next verse shows us those four things. If you'll put the point up, please, it says he's making music out of our mess if we do these four things. He makes music out of our mess if we do these four things. Everybody say, he makes music out of my mess if I do these four things. Now, now here it is. Verse 23. Because notice what verse 23 says. Verse 23 starts with this word. He says, if. If. Some of y'all's song is incomplete. Because there were four things that were required. There's not just three-part harmony. Give me four parts. There's something called a four-part harmony. And a four-part harmony wants me, it's unique, hear me, and it's distinct. How does he present us? Holy. And holy means what? Distinct. So when God presents you, your song ain't going to be like everybody else's song. Give me regular three parts. That's everybody else's song. <laughs> Watch me. So I need you to stop comparing your song to their song because their song is basic. Mm. Their song is average. But baby, you are savage. Let's go. I need you to open up your mouth. Say, my song won't be average. Give me four part harmony. Go. You hear the distinction? Three parts. Basic. Regular. Here go your song. If you indeed, here it is. If you indeed continue in the faith. First thing, continue. What does continue mean to be? It means be consistent. Your song will be incomplete when you stop being consistent. And consistent, everybody look at me, to the right things. Often we are consistent, but we're consistent to the wrong stuff. You are consistent to your friends, not consistent to your father. They can count on you. He can't. You got to make a decision. Do you want to be celebrated by them or him? Because their celebration, it ends at the clap. It ends at the sis. It ends at the pro. Pro. But watch me, his favor lasts a lifetime. (laughs) Say, my house is next, now, and forever. If you continue in the faith, listen at the next word, stable. Say stable. stable. Stable means, watch me, to be stable, that means that not only are you consistent, but watch, you're reliable. Some people are consistently inconsistent. So they say, I am consistent, sure, at not being reliable. When you're called on, it's pretty clear that you're not reliable because you got to be called twice. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, watch. Say, say, say I'm, con- I'm continuing in the faith, I'm stable, say, I'm steadfast, not shifting. Okay, so, so here's the deal. So, so when we look at the word steadfast, that means that I'm resolute. That means I have decided, and there are certain things that my decision is a pre-decision about other things. So, like, we, we, I've taught you the five T's. Time, talent, treasure, thirst, testimony. Time is faithful church attendance. Treasure is faithful giving. Testimony is faithfully inviting people to church. Talent is faithfully serving in church. If you're digital only, then your serve is in your share. Um, and then finally, uh, your thirst. That's your prayer, Persian worship. Look at me. Steadfast means I've predecided those things are important. So anything that challenges those five things, I've predecided those are not as important. Like when you make a predecision, I'm a faithful giver, it doesn't matter if you get a bill, you're like, well, that's nice. But I have predecided that God is first. And see, watch me. I think I got some witnesses in this building on the line where you can say, when I made that pre-decision and I put him first, even though I didn't know how it was going to work, didn't he open up? A- if God's ever blown your mind and opened up the door, because you pre-decided in my house, as for me in my house, we will be faithful and steadfast. I just need you to open up your mouth and say, he's a, he's a way maker. I pre-decided. I'm steadfast. I am resolute. I have decided. I decided pre-quarantine I was going to continue to do what I did post uh, 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 or during quarantine. I decided I was going to be faithful the way I was pre-quarantine. Not one Sunday or Wednesday have I missed. Why? I was consistent before. I have pre-decided that I don't miss church. It's a pre-decision. I pre-decided that no matter how much this seat it's painful, disappointing, hurtful. I predecided that my life is not mine. It is his. So I have predecided that Lord, even when I want to snap, crackle, and pop on all of them. I remember that I don't drink regular milk anymore cuz they didn't start snap crackling and popping until you put that milk on them. <laughs> it's a predecision. When you predecide to be a person that forgives, you're like, look, hey, 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 what you did was ratchet, awful, crazy, but I predecided I'm not carrying your you on my back. Forgiveness ain't for them, it's for you. So I have pre-decided. Somebody say, I'm steadfast. steadfast. And then, watch me, not shifting from the hope of the gospel you heard. He said, what did you hear? How do you shift? You shift because of your circle. Your circle will cause you to shift. So you hear the word, you're like, this is what I'm doing. Then you will get around people. Watch me. Who they are not continuing in the faith, stable. They're not steadfast. They're shifty. And shifty people will shift you. So because they doubt, now you're like, well, you know what? I don't really know no more, child. I don't know. I dare you. Watch me to get on the bandwagon of somebody that's going to hell. I dare you to get on the bandwagon of somebody that God has decided that he's done with because of their disrespect and dishonor. I pray that you don't get shifted because of somebody shifty. He says, I'll make music out of your life. Four parts go. I'll give you a four part harmony. <laughs> faith continue. Say, I continue in the faith. Say, I'm stable. I'm, uh, 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 I'm steadfast. I'm not shifting. He says, I'll make music out of your life if you do those four things. So the first thing I need you to understand, here it is, because I'm giving you three things more to the music. God makes music even out of your mess. Say he makes music even out of my mess. And I gave you those four things to do. Can I give you the second thing about music? Secondly, music influences you more than you know. Let's go. Your tasted music mirrors the taste of what you've been through. So the music we listen to is really a mirror. But if we're not careful, it could even be a merry-go-round to relive where we've been. So we clash internally because I'm moving this way, but the music is pulling me this way. Anytime you hear music, be honest, how many of you, you, you move toward it? One of the things I love about the South is in the South they play music I like. So when you go into a restaurant, you know, you're gonna hear some new jack swing. Were you going, you know, I was looking at something yesterday and walked in there, they had babyface playing, Tony Braxton playing, guy playing. I like I just wanna stay just to listen. I don't even know what I'm here for, but just to listen. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I moved towards the music. See, when you're trying to move this way, if music starts playing, but you're trying to go this way, you're going to move to the music. It's just the second thing. We move to the music and we move toward the music. We move to the music. What do you mean to the music? How many of y'all know, even if you can't dance, when you hear something you like, you're going to move. Even if you can't dance, your little toe is going to be just... You're going to be moving. You're going to be doing something. Here's what's important. If you're not careful, you're being influenced. So a lot of y'all like songs about heartbreak because you've been heartbroken. You all ain't said that to me. So now you don't even have a chance for your heart to be healed because you're on a merry-go-round called the music you listen to. So you was talking about love should have brought you home last night. Listen, You were dating them 15 years ago. But you on a merry-go-round. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. We move to the music and toward the music. So whatever I'm listening to play, whatever I'm listening to, I'm gravitating toward. So give me some minor stuff. Minor, give me some minor stuff, sad stuff. So if all I'm listening to is sad songs, I'm moving towards sadness I was trying to move forward but we move to the music and toward the music so some of you your playlist is why you don't prevail your playlist is why you don't produce Because you need some warrior stuff. Go warrior. You need some warrior music. You need some stuff that, you know, you need to get up in the morning like, all right, listen, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be made God. And then, like, you need stuff to push you. You need stuff to pump you. You need stuff that's going to move you. Clap in your house. Clap in your living room. Like, you need stuff like that. So that when you feel like giving up, I move to the music and I move toward the music. But listen, for many of you, what happens, that ain't what you got. You don't start your day with that. You start your day with something sad.
2: (laughs) I'm just so tired, God.
1: You just woke up, baby. You are tired because the music is influencing you. Can I go further? Music is one of the greatest societal influencers and influencers of us. Why? Can I go deep for a moment? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says this. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And whence you once walked following the course of this world. Look at the line. Following the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that is now at work and the sons of disobedience. Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Let's go back to verse 2, and I want you to see this. He says, you were following the course of the world, following, everybody say, the prince of the power of the air. Here's what that means. It means the atmosphere. Music creates an Atmosphere. It will change your mood, change your feeling, change how you act. Music creates atmospheres. For many of you, watch me, you follow your atmosphere, you don't control it. So if somebody's got an attitude, you let the atmosphere shift your attitude. I want to preach now if somebody's got a stank disposition all of us you know stank they're stank walkers how they, how they live that's how they live that's how they live that's how they act that's what they do because they don't want to see anybody else happy they don't want to see anybody else having joy and you need to learn how to look at some people and say i can tell what spirit you got you got the prince of the power of the air because you're trying to mess up my atmosphere and you need to tell some people you need to get to step in Sometimes you need spouses. You need to tell your spouse, uh-uh, something's going on with your atmosphere, and I'm going to need you to go downstairs and come back up here when you got it together. Well, I'm grown. Good. Take your grown self downstairs and come back up here when you got your atmosphere together, because what we're not going to do is start fighting because you tripping. We're not going to let the devil come into our family, come into our marriage, because you don't know how to control the atmosphere. Get your downstairs until you get your atmosphere together. I've learned to master my atmosphere. There are certain times I say, I'm going to need you to go right back out there because don't come in here with that. Don't come in here with that. Sometimes I ain't even listening to what somebody's saying to me. I'm looking at their facial expressions. I'm going to need you to get all that together. Why? Because the prince of the power of the air, Satan wants to control my atmosphere because if he can control my atmosphere, he can control my attitude. And I need you to make this declaration and say, I'm taking over the atmosphere. I- I need you to put these words in your atmosphere. Say victory around me. Come on. Say winning all around me. Come on. Say joy all around me. Say peace all around me. Say strategies all around me. And if there's somebody around you, look at them and say, you got this. See, because some of you need some encouragement in your atmosphere. Look at somebody else. Say, you got this. If ain't nobody there, lay hands on yourself. Matter of fact, everybody do it. Say your first name. Say, you got this. The prince of the power of the atmosphere. But look at this next part of the definition of air, or what we ingest that makes us change negatively. Whoa. It's primarily two things, arts and entertainment and media. What is music? Part of arts and entertainment. How do we consume it? Through media. So Satan says, when I want to control people, I will change the atmosphere. And to change the atmosphere, I'll have them make a song. S- so now they are singing to their own death. Because you singing stuff that, watch me, that's cute, but watch me, but don't match you. It's popular, but it don't match you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And so consequently, we are saying things, we are doing things that literally are contrary to who it is we say we are and what we say we want to do. Because Satan says, if I want to control the world, I'll write a song. Think about it. Years ago, they did a song about Air Force Ones. Air Force Ones are the number one selling shoe for years for Nike. Probably, somebody said I just bought a pair today. You got what I'm saying? There are songs now, during quarantine, all kind of people. I sometimes look at iTunes, or excuse me, my particular music choice. (laughs) uh, That's what I'm saying. No, uh -uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh, because that penny they give us for each listen is not cutting it, so. I I I revoke my endorsement. (laughs) <laughs> you telling? I'm helping the church out. Listen, baby, you gave us a penny when you listened to that. Listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. And and there's so many new artists. I, that pe- and people be popular. There's this one dude, I won't say his name. Um, I was like, who is he? And people are like, did you see such and such who just got out of such and such such and And did you see his video? I'm like, no. So look, 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 look. So my YouTube comes up. Such and such, such and such video comes up. I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out who, who is he? Because we live in a culture where when, please listen to me, when the enemy wants to change culture, he'll promote a nobody and make them a somebody and make you think you should listen to what they have to say. So in the video, he, he, this particular person has an image of them like being a rat. And there was this whole thing going on about rappers talking about so-and-so's a rat and the snitch. And snitches get stitches and all of this. And I, I just, this is too much. Who is this guy? I said, it's amazing that millions of people are being influenced. Because when the enemy, and, and, and be, let me be clear, I'm not calling this individual. The devil or Satan I'm not saying that but when the enemy wants to influence culture he'll raise somebody up with a song to control the atmosphere cause really really what's the song saying I'm disloyal and what is it spread in culture disloyalty so you talking about you just like the beat not understanding that the beat actually is where the spirits played in I'm going to show you something in a minute. I'm going to show you something in a minute. See, you talk about, I ain't listen to the lyrics, I'm just listen to the beat, but beat, but baby, the beat is where the spirit is. Y'all ain't saying that to me. If you got the mobile push today for, uh, for uh, 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 um, the midweek motivation, you'll notice David said, he says, I will make music to you. He didn't say I was going to sing you no song. He said, I'm going to make music. I'm going to play you something, God. In other words, question. Is what you're listening to making you closer to Jesus or it's making you doubt him? Yeah, y'all, y'all are getting quiet now. Y'all are getting quiet now. All right? All right. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Look at verse 3 of, of, of Ephesians chapter 2. Among whom we all once lived. So how do I know? How do I know? Because if what I'm listening to is making me fulfill the passions of my flesh... You were disciplined until you started listening to Marvin Gaye talking about some sexual healing. And then you started saying, I sure do need some bishop. It's been some years. I've been good to God. Hey Basha. And now you're talking about, wake up, wake
2: up. What? Get up, get up. What?
1: I ain't going to do that one. I ain't going to do that I'm going to leave that one alone. That's, that's the first message. So now, what you're listening to has got you wanting to carry out the desires and the passions of the body or the flesh and uh, the mind. Wow. What does that mean? It means that I'm not doing his will. What I'm listening to is influencing me to do my will. You ever felt... You know, real Christian like then you listen to a song that made you say, Bump that. Don't y'all look at me with that tone of face. You were like, you know what? I I no, you know what? I'm gonna do right by God, I'm gonna do right, I'm gonna pick up this phone, I'm gonna get this right, I'm gonna do that. And then you listen to a song saying, I don't deal with you. You're unsaved. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying that. (laughs) Right? And we're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Here's what he says. He says, what you're listening to is influencing you. Whether you know it or not. Are you getting what I'm saying? So here's what you gotta say. Is my playlist, is it helping me advance or is it causing me to retreat? I know you like it because it's popular, and that's great, but, but let's just deal with it. Is it helping you? And listen, i realize realized we live in a time now, there was a generation of Christians where they didn't listen to non-Christian music. Uh-uh, I was looking at some of y'all's songs, and I could see the generational differences. I'm so glad to pass the church of every generation. We're not just a millennial church. I always a church of every generation. Every generation. We got 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I'm looking for a centurion. I bet you we got one online hundred years old, you got it? But I could see the differences. I was looking at the song suggestions. That generation was about Bishop, do a uh, surly Caesar walking into the city. My younger generation is like savage. Mm. Bishop, do the 2 shuffle.
2: <laughs> right?
1: Then I could see pain in your song suggestions. Bishop, play, do thank you next. He's like, yep, you got over a bad breakup. <laughs> right? Here's the deal: here's the deal. Say, music is influencing, whether I know it or not. Can I get you this third and final point? Right, let me get this third and final point. Say, there's more to the music. The right music changes your mood and your movements. The right music changes your mood and your movements. I want to show you something um, that I think is going to be remarkable. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 14. You remember this because we just came from here. King Saul is where we started. Who takes his place? David. David was a shepherd, he was a prophet, he was a musician. David was more than met the eye. And I need many of you to hear me, there's more to you than meets the eye. And sometimes for you to discover that, you have to go through pain. Because the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. How do you get to the treasure? You gotta psh, crack what holds it. So for some of you, you feeling broken hearted was actually getting what was in your heart out. For some of you feeling d- d- discouraged, it was actually God getting what was in you, out of you. I need everybody under the sound of my voice to lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord, for my brokenness. Thank-. Yeah, because when you were broken, God got some stuff out of you. But watch me. He also got some stuff in you. There was some stuff that needed to come out, some anger, some depression, some anxiety, some wrath. But there was also some gifts and some talents and some skills and some abilities that needed to come out. There was also some stuff he needed to get in. You Ready? So, um, yesterday, um, uh, and I was uh, going into Atlanta, the pastor that was with me, he, he said, Bishop, I want to play you this prophetic song. And so he starts playing this song, the God of the city. And he says, greater things are still to come. Greater things are still be done in this city. I said, you better play this prophetic song. And then all of a sudden I began to pray just as I do for Denver, just as I do, frankly, for anywhere I go. Um. And I begin to pray, and it was amazing, because because wh- whether we understand it or not, the right music is changing our mood and our movements. So, First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse number fourteen. It's the last point we've done. You getting it? Yes, sir. Now, the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and a harmful spirit from the Lord tormented him. What? For many of you, that just that verse right there just blew your mind, because you're like, God, I don't even. Uh, hum- why would you want to harm me, God? Let me clarify you. Clarify it for you. God's absence allowed torment. So if you're tormented, God is telling you I ain't there. And I'm not there, watch me, Saul, because you're doing your own thing. Too many times Christians like to blame their pastor, they friend, their leader. It's this, it's this, it's that. Mm-mm. The only reason you're in torment is because of you, boo. Saul's actions, made God's absent, allow torment. God says, Saul, since you don't want to listen, I'll get get up and I'll walk out. And when you want to listen to me, I'll talk. I need some of y'all to catch a revelation. Sometimes you need to stop talking and start walking and they'll listen. Some of y'all missed me right there. Y'all missed me right there. God says, Saul, since you won't listen, I'll leave. And when I leave, torment will remain. You can't sleep. Let me, let me tell you, tell you what's that. You can't sleep. You can't make decisions. You're not eating right. You ain't talking right. For some of you, this right here is your revelation tonight. God says your torment is my absence because you do. You've decided you're going to do your own thing. So when you pray, you don't feel me because I'm not there. When you worship, I don't respond because I'm not there. Because watch me, you're doing these things to try to woo me back to you. But I can see in your heart, you ain't really going to do what I say to do anyhow. So because I can see you haven't decided inwardly, I'll be absent. Woo! But I need everybody to open up your mouth say, God, I want your will, not mine. <laughs> say it like you mean it. Say, I want your will, not mine. <laughs> see, if he knows that's not legit, he'll remain absent he'll say, do what you're going to do Then, This happened, look at me, to the king. King Saul was also a prophet. Which means, not only is your seat not causing God to be present, but even your spiritual gift can't get him in the room. So no matter what you do, God says, I'm absent. Because Saul, you have decided not to do what I said. So for some of you, please hear me, this is a revelation for you. like, I just don't know what's going on. I just feel like torment. I just feel like I'm going up and down and up and down. God says, it's because I know what you really decided. And because I know what you really decided, I know that when you lift your hands, you're not doing it because you love me. You're doing it to manipulate me. That's a little heavy for Wednesday. But I need everybody that loves him. Come on. Listen, listen. Pray this prayer. Say, Father, forgive me for rebellion, insubordination, against you and your word say right now i repent i do what saul wouldn't do i need your presence 24 7 all day every day like a fish needs water say do not take your spirit from me say matter of fact rush like a mighty wind back in in jesus name if you've had some moments over these last few days where you felt like his absence was there, I need you not to care about who's around you. I need you to just take 30 seconds and go for broke right there. Go, 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 go. Come on, come on, We will not be solved. We will not be solved. We will not be solved. We decide that we won't show will and we won't show way. and we need your presence. We don't want your absence. We won't struggle to make simple decisions. We won't struggle to follow. We will not struggle. Somebody say, Lord, I need you. Say it again. I need you. In Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and tell God thank you. All right, let's finish this. Let's finish this. Look, look at verse 15. You can see, let's finish this. I'm doing good with this chair. And Saul's servant said to him, Behold, a harmful spirit from God is tormenting you. What does that mean? Everybody could see it. It's a funny thing when you're the only one that can't perceive God's absence in your life. He says, Saul, there's a tormenting spirit from God on you. Now, here's what's amazing. Can I give you revelation? Listen, God's absence is what this means, is allowing this torment. But everybody look at me. The fact that God would go through the trouble to do this tells you that God still wasn't done with Saul. So I need you to catch me. The fact that God would care to correct is proof that he wasn't done and for many of you i need you to hear me i need you to stop looking at when you get checked and corrected as a bad thing it's proof that who's ever checking you or correcting you is not done with you because if they're done with you they don't need to say all ain't talking to me they don't need to say nothing to you but if they check you and correct you that means they're still in your corner and i need you to get excited about the fact that god is not done with you why because he still checks you and corrects you what did his servants say? This is from God. This, this thing is from God, Saul. Which means God was still trying to get Saul back, even when Saul wasn't studying God. Studying is a southern word that means paying attention to. All right, let's finish this. Verse 16. Now let our Lord, they're referring there to King Saul, command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful in playing the lyre. Everybody see that on the screen? He's skillful in what? Playing the lyre. The lyre is an instrument um, that, uh, it's like a small harp. It's like a small harp. That's the sound it makes. It's a small harp, and you play it with your fingers. You'll get it in a minute. He's skillful in playing the lyre. I need y'all to catch me. They didn't summons a prophet. Alone. They didn't summon prayer warriors. I need you to catch me. They said, Saul, we need to get your mood together. So you know what they did? They said, let's play the music. Let's change the music around you, Saul. Let's change the music around you, Saul. Because if we can change the music, we're going to change your mood and your movements. For some of you, Listen. There is no song in your house. The song of your house is background noise. So all you hear in life is your noise, which is why you're always moody, because all you hear is your stuff. What are you listening to in your car? What what do you have going in your car? If You get in your car, you got do-do-do. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to cut you. I'm going to knock you out. No wonder why you're so angry. I just don't know why I'm angry. But still, oh, my God, you just listened to it. A... <laughs> you got me? <laughs> okay, can I, can I finish this thing? Now, listen, the message is going to turn up real fast. Okay, you ready? He's skillful in playing the liar. And when the harmful spirit from God is upon you, look, it wasn't there 24-7. It was periodic, which means it was a training exercise. God was trying to train Saul, but simultaneously, who's getting ready to be king? David. Shut up. He's trying to train David that, David, you may have some moments where your seat is putting pressure on you. And I need you to learn how to shift your mood. You're going to have some moments where when you take the throne, David, you're going to feel like giving up. And I need you to learn how to shift your mood. If you're just coming in, I need you to like this video. Tell us where you're watching from and share it. The message is almost over. But look, when that harmful spirit of God is on you, everybody look on the screen and look what it says. It says this. He will play it. Notice, ain't no words, just a beat. He wasn't singing no song. It was just the music. I need you to get that. It was just the music. Just the beat. And the beat played the spirit up off us all. Bishop, where are you getting it? Look right there. And you will be well. You see it? Which means if music can make you well, please hear me, it can also make you ill. Some of the way you think, some of the way you act, some of the way you produce, some of the way you do. It's because there's an illness, watch me, that is attached to what you listen to. Because what you listen to, what did we learn in point two? It's a mirror to you. And for some, it's a merry-go-round. Question, is your music creating your mess? Ain't that deep? Because you're just thinking it don't really matter. And God is like, oh, no, it matters so much. It matters so much that when the king was moody, I told him to find somebody that could play it off of him. In other words, look at me. When he was far from me, please look at me, I used music to draw him back to me. Y'all got it? Okay, now, I, I told you I about to turn up real fast. Ready? Verse 23. And whenever the harmful spirit... From God was upon Saul. David took the lyre. Give me the lyre sound. Real loud. I feel better already. Listen. No, listen. I didn't feel bad. Look at me. He took the lyre and he played it with his hand. Why does the Bible take the time to express how the lyre is played when everybody... was alive during that time would know how you play the lyre you don't play the lyre with your feet you don't play it with your mouth it's not a woodwind instrument it's not a brass instrument the only way to play the lyre is with your hand Touch it don't touch your neighbor touch yourself and say I'm coming back to that one so Saul was what refreshed and well what did that the music It refreshed him and it made him well. Music changes your mood and your movements. I want to submit to you a lot of y'all talking about spiritual warfare. You don't have spiritual warfare. You have musical warfare. Your songs don't support your confession. You are listening to stuff that is depressing you, discouraging you beating you down when you need to be listening to stuff that speaks life into you. Somebody say, I'm changing my playlist. Some of you really do. Some of y'all married me and you playing a single man's playlist. Didn't nobody say nothing to me. Some of y'all married women and you playing a single woman's playlist. To you too. So quiet I, if y'all are gonna be this quiet, y'all to go back online. And listen. <laughs> Some of y'all wanna be faithful to God, but you're playing an unfaithful person's playlist. Some of you wanna have a great future, but you're playing a past playlist. Every song you listen to takes you back. What does that mean? You can't get to your future because you are stuck in your past. Now let me be clear. That don't mean every now and then you don't have a flashback day. I have one once a week. During quarantine on Fridays, Alexa and I have a whole thing, and we go back. Way back. And I don't know if I can dance. It's dancing to me. Y'all, ain't said nothing. so I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. What's the, you know, whatever. It's dancing to me. You ain't paying for my dancing. If you don't like the way I dance, give me some dancing lessons. does not that hush? Y'all ready for the message to turn up? You ready for the turn up? Now, this is the turn up. You ready? This is the turn up. Uh, open your mouth and say, this is, the this is the turn up. Look at verse 23. And whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with what? His hand. Say his hand. hand. Why does the Bible go out of the way to tell us what's obvious if you know what a lyre is? It's found in another scripture written by this man named David. Psalm 144 and 1. Here it goes. Blessed be the Lord. (laughs) My rock who trains my hands for war. And my fingers for battle. I think you missed it. What David was saying is, watch me. While I was sitting there playing, I was training because the music I make is how I go to war. My worship is how I fight. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. I win my war, and I need you to stand on your feet, everybody everywhere, and say my worship is how I
2: fight. Say, my music is how I fight. Woo! Say, this is how I fight my battle. Some of you
1: doing quarantine, you lost your worship, and I need you to get that thing back tonight. Some of you doing quarantine, you lost your war, and I need you to get that back tonight. Open up your mouth, everybody. Say, This is how I fight. Open up your mouth and release worship. Go. I need y'all to get back in sync with me. Let's go. This is how I fight my battles. This
2: is how I. Sing it. Sing it. This is how I fight my battles. Say it. This is how I find my battle. This is how. This is how I find my battle. Don't let your worship fall. This ball, is how fall. I fight my battle. Everybody say it. This is how I find my battle. Everybody say it. This is how I find my battle. Now open your mouth. Give Him glory. This is go. How I find my go, go. 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 This is how go, I find my battle. Go, go. This is how I find my battle. This is how I find my battle. Here we go.
1: So every time that spirit would come David would change the music please catch me and for some of you during quarantine you found out just how hard it was to create this atmosphere at your house because the enemy said let me be the prince of the power of their atmosphere but I need you right at your house I pray that the same Holy Ghost here the same Holy Ghost there I need you to just get your little rock get your little rock I need you to move your body Why? somebody say I'm fighting David said y'all thought I was just making music y'all thought I was just singing but the verse says he trains, come on give me the verse please he trains my hands for war and my fingers for paddle, somebody say my worship is how I win Say my praise is how I prevail.
2: This is how. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I find my battle. Come on, say it in Atlanta. This is how I fight my battle. Come on, say it in Detroit. This is how I my Come on, say it in Miami. This is how I fight my battle. My worship is how I walk. This is how I my My music is how I move. This is how I my I'm victorious. How I find my back. Everybody's head. This, this is, is how I find I. my hey, back. Hey. this is whoa. how I find my back. This is how this is how I find my battle. Stay right where you are. This is how this is how I find my battle.
1: This is how this is how I find my battle. The right music changes your mood and your movement guess what the very next chapter is after they learn the strategy to win Goliath the very next chapter after David said I've been training I learned how to let my worship make me win I learned how to use my atmosphere the very next battle was Goliath I'm mean going to tell somebody whatever Goliath was trying to come against you in July I dare you to use your worship to take his head off on the first day of a new month I'm going to count to three and then I want you to go in
2: One, two, three, 2, go
0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky?